Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And since you gave me a movie about a mole, I gave... Or rats. I gave you a movie about a mole. Dude, this movie is probably one of the best spy movies I've ever seen, man. Think you're Taylor Soldier Spy. Yes. Uh, starring the fucking living legend, the goat himself. Mr. Underappreciated fucking Gary Oldman. Who's underappreciating him? Because everyone praises him Bro, constantly. think about it, though, man. Think of how many bangers this man has fucking made. For All his de- life. Decades. Yeah. Where's his fucking Lifetime Achievement Award? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Best Jim Gordon I've ever seen on, on fucking screen. Yeah. Although, shout out to Jeffrey Wright. He, he, he is doing a good job, too. Um and you know what I even like? You know what? I like all the Jim Gordons, actually. Yeah, nobody's done a bad job. Yeah. But Gary Oldman looks he killed like... It. Yeah, he absolutely <laughs> killed it. Like... like, he looks like he picked him straight out of the comics. Mm-hmm. Really did. Um, but it's full of... This movie's full of people, not just Jim Gordon. Or uh, no, no, Jim no. Gordon. Gary Oldman. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like... It's a. It's almost... I thought it was like a Guy Ritchie movie for a minute. It's like every big time fucking British actors in this mm, movie. This is the most British movie I think I've seen since Harry Potter. It's pretty close. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got Colin Firth. You mm-hmm. got... Um, I mean, I have it pulled up. Oh, yeah. You're going to try to do it all from memory. John Hurt. Tom Hardy. Uh, who else? Oh, yeah. Mark Strong. Fucking great. In this, mm-hmm. Um... I was trying to uh, Syrian Hines. A lot of superheroes in this. My boy Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah. Fucking this movie has Doctor Strange, Steppenwolf, <laughs> fucking Sinestro <laughs> slash Doctor Sh- Doctor. Uh, yeah, but if you're an actor, that's your thing. Is like you're a superhero. You got to get a superhero. You know what? The only two advice that fucking Leonardo DiCaprio gives because we watched the fucking Departed last mm-hmm. week, and I just went on a rabbit hole of. DiCaprio interviews and shit, and uh, he told that new motherfucker, the Timothy Charlemagne or whatever, because yeah. you know they were talking about picking him for Batman, and they ended up giving it to Robert Pattinson because mm-hmm. he they just blew him away or whatever. But I heard he turned it down because Warner Brothers was really to throw that money at him, and he was and he remember what Leo told him, and he's like, never never compromise your morals, and never do a superhero movie. <laughs> And I thought about it. And I was like, fuck, he's never done one. Nope. And he would be awesome, bro, as a fucking villain. Like, Leo oh, would kill that shit, bro. I would like that. Like, I don't want him as a superhero. No, I want no, a no, supervillain. No. Yes. I want a supervillain Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Give me, a, like, when they were throwing around, teasing that he would play the Joker in something. I was just like, oh, my God, bro. Like, how would that be? Yeah. Who would I want him as? I don't know, but let's talk about Tinker Tailor. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. (laughs) I didn't mean to go off on that tangent, but... um, Uh, So you liked this. I fucking loved it, dude. Did you really? That that fucking two hours flew by. I wasn't even mad. I was tired of shit, and I was fully attent. Really? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I need a couple more watches with this movie, because it is dense as fuck. Dude, I mean... It's probably the only movie I could tell you offhand, like right away, that like all he did was fucking talk mm-hmm. and shit. And like I was still enthralled, dude. There like, were two gunshots throughout the whole movie. Really was. And <laughs> um, the guy was a terrible fucking shot. Was, you know, Mark Strong walked away from that one. It looks like he gets hit in the back, but then they show him like his leg fucked up. Like, did it hit him in the leg or the back? I need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um. Anyways, so this movie is straight up espionage. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing. It's uh, British spies versus the Russians. Yeah, and during this the Cold is, War. Right. It's at right after World War, or it's a, it's probably about a decade, I'd say, after World War II. And it's, at, like you said, um, 
the Cold War phase is heating up between mm-hmm. Great Britain and them and us and the Russians. Right. And the Russians have had a mole in the in the secret in the British Secret Service since World War Two. Right. And John Hurt, which by the way, coolest fucking code name ever, bro. Control. Like, I'm gonna might switch my fucking name to Par Control. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Because, like, that is the coolest fucking shit I've ever heard. Uh, they all had dope-ass fucking code names. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I want to be called Tinker. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I right. No, I don't. I take it back already. <laughs> Taylor Soldier. You were talking about how they use the name of the movie in the movie. Yeah. I thought this was a nice little touch. Oh, that was touch. great, dude. And the chess pieces. I love dude. the chess pieces. Oh, I was like, God, bro, this movie is just checking boxes left and right, man. <laughs> Great fucking dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I am curious because I did love it so much this time. I wonder if I would still love it as much the second time around. Right. Because the ending, the last shot kind of kind of threw me for a loop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say it right now. but That's like, why I said it, it, it needs a couple more watches from me to really like because get a hold of the movie. Yeah, like it, it, it's so good. The back and forth, like you really don't know who it is mm-hmm. until they tell you, and they wait at the perfect time. It's just like, damn, man, that was yeah. The way they like enter you know the room and like, you slowly pan until he appears. I shit you not, dude. The whole fucking time I was sitting there, I said it's Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same I thing. Said, it's fucking Gary Oldman. Bro. I was thinking the same thing. It's the one dude you never fucking expect, bro. Mm-hmm. Your right hand fucking man, dude. Yep. I was like, it's him, dude. It's him. All right, so anyways, let's get back into the plot. Um, starts off, um, John Hurt, his old man, he's broke down, he's at the end of his career. He's been running the British Secret Service, or uh, I keep saying Secret Service. It's just like the Secret Forces or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Spies. Spies. British spies. British spies. British CIA, <laughs> whatever they are. I feel like they have a name, and I'm just not thinking. It's like M16 or some shit. We're American, and we suck, so sorry. Yeah, sorry, Britain. Um, But anyway, so he's been running it forever, and he knows that there's a mole in it. And it's like the one thing that's tarnishing his legacy, because when they won World War II, they converted a bunch of uh, Russians and Nazis and shit to like spy for them. And that's like the whole movie is what it's about is who can get more Intel on the other countries. And it's kind of crazy because you think the Russians are just like, this is what they're doing, but they're really, they were only doing this to these motherfuckers to get to us. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was crazy because Gary Oldman, the look he put on that fucking, uh, prime minister's face when he told him that shit i was like yeah i bet you feel like a fucking idiot now don't you <laughs> you think like, you're giving getting information they're giving you information or however he said it but you know what it, yeah they're winning yeah. tenfold right they used us to get to the americans mm-hmm. our american cousins or whatever i so, liked the uh code name for the witchcraft yeah. Every time I said a witchcraft, I was like, ooh, that's, that goes hard. I like that. You're covering for witchcraft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, everybody's looking sharp in this movie, too, man. This movie wanted to make me go to a fucking men's warehouse and get a suit. Like, <laughs> everybody looks spiffy in this movie. Um, Side note, have you ever seen uh, Hannibal, the TV show? No. That will make you want to go get a suit. Yeah. The guy that plays Hannibal, um, oh, fuck, what's his name? But anyway, he dresses so Hopkins, not Anthony Hopkins. That's the only fucking Hannibal (laughs) that I 
it, I accept. Mm. But it, it, his suits like makes me want to go to the men's warehouse and just get a suit so bad. But yeah, you're this gonna, one as well. You're gonna like the way you look. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those suits. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, good. hire me. Yeah. I mean, they should hire you because that was great. Ugh. Have you in like an old mob suit? God, I think what? I pulled something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good. Are you having a heart attack? <laughs> I'm having a muscle spasm in my fucking ribs. Oh, Jesus. Ugh. But yeah, dude, uh, those commercials, man, they make you want to go get a suit. Yeah. This movie made me want to go get a suit. It just, did. Everyone looks so good. But that's, you know, Britain, they have to always look good. Yeah. We don't give a fuck over it's their here. bag, dude. So they, um, he sends Mark Strong because like, you know, that's the thing about the game, the spy game. You can't really trust anybody, but you got a few people that you have to trust or you allow yourself to trust enough. Yeah, right. Um, whether they're you're using them, they're using you, vice versa, whatever. So Mark Strong is like one of his soldiers, you know, is one of his original operatives. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I need a favor. He's like, you still got a Hungarian identity out there. I need you to go and talk to this general because he knows the mole that's been. And dude, how fucking cool is it that they kept calling the organization the circus? <laughs> Dude, I love that, bro. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. I loved it, dude. He's like, you've been running the circus. And I'm like, fuck, that sounds so good. Dude. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love this scene, though. Oh, the way circus they set up is going. <laughs> like, dude, I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm glad you liked it. Um, it, You know, it's crazy. When the movie came out, I remember seeing the trailer. And even though I was kind of like, well, this trailer doesn't really give you much, you know, but. It's just, just like all the actors. That's what, what I'm saying. I kept seeing all their fucking names and I'm just like, what? Did you see that? The trailer for, uh, oh fuck. Amsterdam. Yeah. Dude. That looks good. So many people. I was, was going to ask you. I if was you like, I don't even know that. what this is about, but I want to watch it just because you have just for Christian bangers. Bale, dude. Right. Like what the fuck did he put himself through to look like that shit again? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? I felt like I was watching the mechanist again. Yeah. It's the, the, the machinist. <laughs> I think what it's called. Oh, the machinist. Yeah. Are you sure it's the machinist? Yeah. There's the mechanic with Jason Statham. Right. But the machinist is, uh, have you seen that movie or do you just know the lore? I think I just, I think I've just, I'm going to make you watch it one day then. Uh, it looks sad, bro. It is pretty it sad. It looks so sad. It's a sad movie. It's like when I watched the piano, like it just fucked me up. Yeah. Man. Well, you know, that's what I like though. We kind of live on the dark side sometimes. That's true. Um, but yeah, same thing with this one. When I seen the trailer for this, I'm like, that looks boring as shit, but there's so many people in it. I want to watch. 2011. I know. I couldn't believe it. Man. I didn't realize um, it's been 11 years. That's insane. It was crazy to me. I, I was thinking like 14 or 15 myself. Same. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, dude, I put it in and it's like I said, it started a little slow, mm-hmm. you know, but it was still setting everything up. But once they got rolling, man, I, it was just a straight cat and mouse game, just like the departed was. Yeah. But this was the, that, that, that's what I thought about this time. I was like, you know what makes this a little bit cooler not better i wouldn't say better but the fact that you didn't know who it was Mm -hmm. and the fact that they never fucking showed carla like you never got to see what he looked like right and that's why i thought it was old man i was like he made that fucking story up where he was talking to himself (laughs) yeah fucking red herrings yeah yeah and uh and it was cool like i wasn't pissed like i was happy that i didn't get it i was just like fuck yeah i was like i mean you know it works yeah because if you guess the movie and you got it right it's kind of like meh it's like, like, was it worth it? Yeah. Right, right. Um, but some movies, like, it's real, like, uh, 
like the one with Liam Neeson on the fucking plane. Like mm-hmm. that movie is ruined after the first time because you, the only reason you go back and watch that one twice is to see if you could tell if it was the fucking guy or not. Like, did he give anything away? Um, this is like I said, like this had so many fucking little little hints over here, a little a little possible uh, turn twist, you know, whatever, and it mm-hmm. kind of left it open to, for like not interpretation, but like. But whenever they introduce, did he have it, more to do with it than they were fucking leading on? Right, because every time they introduce a new character, you're like, could that be it? Mm-hmm. And like, that was really nice. So, uh, yeah, so you got the four, the four like uh, they all. T- it's really cool because they talk in these fucking padded rooms, these soundproof rooms. Obviously, you can't hear what they're talking about, and. uh it's control at the head of the table, and then you got um, Smiley, which is still fucking awesome, too. Like, <laughs> come on. Bro. Who's Gary Oldman? And I love that when he's telling them he's retiring, and they're like, so Smiley's in charge. And he's like, actually, Smiley's leaving with me. And mm-hmm. you could tell Gary Oldman had no fucking idea yeah, yeah, that yeah. he was about to do this. Right. And he just... He does, dude. That's probably one of the best things about Gary Oldman's performance in this movie is he's so fucking cold. Like you, he shows no emotion. Right. It's he's, like he's playing poker. He, it's like I said, like his whole life has been this way mm-hmm. because this is the world. You know, this is the world he's in. And I just thought that was so fucking good. Like he just took it, just kind of gave a half nod. Like, yep. And just. Dude, and then when they fucking all got done with their last day and they're fucking turning all their shit in and they walk out and they just look at each other for a second and don't say a fucking word to each other. But they were like probably like best friends been together for fucking 30 years. Right. And it just spoke to like how much that John Hurt loved Gary Oldman's character in this movie. But because of the fact that they were spies, that was like his way of telling him like, look, I trust you, but just in case that it is you. I'm going to give you this fucking trail trail of breadcrumbs and let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was another thing. Did they kill him or did he just fucking die? I don't know. Because he just looked like he had a fucking heart attack doing like a crossword puzzle or some shit. (laughs) But then again, I'm like, fuck it, spies, bro. Maybe they whacked him. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah. uh, Control tries to get uh, Mark Strong's character to go over there and get this general to turn and tell him who the mole is. Well, it's a fucking setup. They, uh, they tipped off the, they're in Istanbul, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, they turn on the Hungarian. They, mm-hmm. they call the Hungarian government and they like set up a sting or whatever. And they shoot Mark strong, Mark strong and Colin first character who is a uh, Taylor, I believe. His name's bill in the movie. Yeah. yeah bill yeah. Hayden. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, it doesn't have it pulled up. But. but anyways, him and Mark Strong character, they came up in the field together. And, you know, that's like his boy. So he rushes in to, like, get him back from from the Russians because they have him. You know, they put him on a, uh, you know, whatever. And then it cuts back to Gary Oldman, who's, like, at the house, you know. Oh, he's retired. He's retired. He he's out, he's yeah. getting back to it, you know, getting, getting back to doing nothing. And the head of the treasury department comes to him and says, Hey, I just thought you should know. Um, Control thought there was a mole at the top of the circus and it's been there for a while. 
and he thinks that you're like the only one that can figure out who it is. And he was like, did he ever, did he not ever say anything about this to you? And he's like, no. And that's actually, it's, we're probably 20 minutes into the movie when the scene comes up and you don't hear Gary Oldman make a fucking sound up until this point. Mm -hmm. And when he speaks, cause like I said, Gary Oldman's done so many good accents. Like he's from there and you forget that he's actually fucking British. <laughs> Like, it's serious. Like, I, I I literally forgot that, man, because I heard him do an American accent for fucking 20 years. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, yeah, he's speaking in his native voice. I've seen him fucking been a Russian, a fucking pimp from Detroit, dude, a drug dealing pimp from Detroit. A fucking uh, swashbuckling. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly, dude. He can do anything. But um, redneck in the space. Yeah, he's a fucking space billionaire cowboy. You're right, right. Uh, oil tycoon. I don't know. <laughs> fucking love that movie. Um, but uh, so yeah, another fun fact, uh, or here's a fun fact for you. Did you know that Gary Oldman had done American accents and other accents so much that he forgot to how to speak British? I he had to hire a fucking uh, British coach, a, a, like a voice coach, yeah, to yeah, get yeah. him to get his. Accent back. Yeah. That's like fucking, how insane is that? That's dude? pretty fucking hilarious. Well, it's kind of like uh, I forgot how I talk when I was grow like when I, when I grew up. I like, mean, that kind of makes sense. Like when you, I've seen people, well, I've heard of people. They grew up in the south and they have that like southern draw. Mm -hmm. They move up north and they kind of like slowly lose it over time. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah, I feel like New Yorkers don't though. Like when they come down here, they never lose that shit. They're not letting that shit go. Like Boston, the fuck out of here. Yeah, they hold on to that shit. I'm from Brooklyn, you know. <laughs> they wear that shit like this a fucking a guy badge of honor. Yeah, yeah. I don't really. I've never been a big fan of uh, New Yorkers that come down here to live. Because like in school, they were always like, <laughs> they were like, man, it's so slow down here. Well, bro, nobody told you to fucking go. Yeah, you can leave. Yeah, go back. <laughs> you know what? I, and I think that was what it was. It was like the most obnoxious motherfucking people that came down here. And I always like used to make the joke around people. I'd be like, yeah, you know why they're down here? Because every, all of New York got together and kicked them the fuck out. <laughs> so where else do we go? Oh, Florida's a fucking sideshow. Let's go down there. I have a friend that actually moved. They didn't move to New York, but they moved up north. And they're like, nobody's nice here. <laughs> like, we have so much southern hospitality that it's like second nature. When you move to somebody somewhere up north, it's kind of like shock. Like, why is everyone a dick? It's like, they're not dicks. It's just how they live. But that's why I like Chicago, because you have this the hospitality with the like. I heard Chicago's a fucking war zone. Oh, yeah. I, I've heard that, too. That's why I'm scared to go I'm back. I'm sure that's not the part you were in. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm up in the gay college area when, I, when I visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> up north. Yeah. Very, very north. <laughs> Barely even in Chicago. Yeah. That's <laughs> where the Bulls live. That's where the Bulls players live. <laughs> They only go into the city for practice and games. <laughs> but that's why I like Chicago, because everyone's super nice. But you also have that, like, busy, like, let's get where we need to fucking go. But no yeah. one's a dick. The hustle and bustle. Yeah, the hustle, but everyone's nice. Robin Williams made a great joke in his stand-up uh, he did after 9-11. He's like, you know, I, I love the fact that this country's bouncing back. He goes, the other day I saw two people in New York at, like, real New Yorkers for the first time. You know, after 9-11, everybody was like, oh, my God, how are you doing? And... The other day was like, hey, have a nice day, asshole. <laughs> so, Finally, we're getting back to normal. That's what he said. He's like, thank God we're getting back to, to normal. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Gary Oldman, um, he's like, I need 
He's like, I'm gonna keep Benedict Cumberbatch, and I need this dude that was a, a I guess like a bodyguard slash like agent for mm-hmm. a while. And he brought him back. He's old. He was retired, and I know why he did that because you can't be corrupted if you're not in the game. Right. Brought him out of retirement and like pretty much was like his bodyguard the whole time. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch is a sn- smooth motherfucker in this one. I was gonna. I was thinking that too because he's kind of like. Not underutilized, but he's not the star of the show. Yeah, so I mean, it's weird. I'm so used to him being like frontline. This was on his way up. Yeah, you know that's th- true. That's I true. feel like this is like right after this is when you know all the all his big roles came, and then he was the he was the guy. That's right. I keep forgetting like this was so long ago. I keep thinking this came out like five years ago when he was same thing with Colin Firth. You know, he does the King's Speech, and then that fucking puts him in another stratosphere. Most of the most of the actors in this, but Mark Strong. How many bangers has he done? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of a lot of great actors in this, but fucking John Hurt, really. Like Gary and Syrian Hines, they've all been in badass movies. Right. Oh, even the little dude, the little German dude, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what it's. <laughs> Can't see him. Stephen Graham's in this. Love Stephen Graham, man. Yeah, that's what I hate about IMDb. It only puts like there so he is, Toby people. Jones. Okay. Yeah, he was in Captain America. He played the Hydra scientist. Uh-huh. That's why I said, bro. Everybody in this movie's been in a fucking comic book movie, <laughs> except for John Hurt. You're right. And I but may you, be wrong about that. But oh, uh, V for Vendetta. It counts. <laughs> everybody. 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 Um, but yeah, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was so good in this movie. Yeah. Um, and he's like his agent. Like he's his double agent within and um. They got another agent who's out in the field, and that is Tom Hardy. And Kim Benedict Cumberbatch is his handler. And they're like, where is Ricky? Ricky Taft. It's a cool name. They're like, where's Ricky Taft? And he's like, he's been missing for two weeks. I loved when they brought him into the fucking padded room, the soundproof room, mm-hmm. to, to like invest or uh, interrogate him. And he's like, oh, we just got a fucking beer the other day or whatever. And he's like, it's like a fucking joke to you. Like fucking getting in his ass, dude. How'd you like a fucking prison sentence? Hmm? And then, you know, it wipes the smile off his fucking face. Obviously he's like, he's like, he's on the, he's fucking MIA, man. He's, he's a wall. What the fuck do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, All right. forgot where he was supposed to be. Was he supposed to be in Istanbul? <sighs> sure. He was somewhere and it was the same deal that they had in like Hungary. I think it was Hungary, but yeah. it could be wrong. Yeah. No, it was Paris. <laughs> Germany somewhere. Fucking fuck. all over the fucking place. It's in Europe. It's in Europe somewhere. Europe somewhere. <laughs> and uh, he is, gets put, that's what it is. They put him on this fucking Russian general that had defected or whatever. And was supposedly willing to turn to give information. Popotsky or whatever his name was. Mm. And so they put, Ricky on him because he's the best at what he does, you know? Well, he's watching him and he realizes because he's been doing this for so long, he realizes within the first hour, he's like, this guy's a waste of fucking time. Yeah, he's just a fucking drunk. He's just a fucking drunk who used to kill people for a living. I love that line. He's like, unless he's acting drunk, more drunk than he's supposed to be, then he's having too good a fucking time or something like that. And uh, so he, I thought I love that shot. He's like fucking obviously, uh, 
word I'm thinking of? Stakeout. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like watching, checking them out. And the wife comes in and there's bodyguards in the living room and they're like trying to like, no, stop. Because then it pans out even more. And this chick is just riding the shit out of him in their bed yeah, that yeah. they sleep together, you know? So she gets past security and then, of course, she fucking runs into the bathroom and starts crying. And then this dude doesn't even fucking. That's what I was thinking. Like, how do you find your wife cheating on you and you beat the shit out of her? <laughs> find your husband. Cheating yeah, on yeah, you. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah. Because she's find your married husband. to a fucking Cold Stone Russian motherfucker who, like, killed people for breakfast. That type of shit. He's butt naked beating her ass, dude. <laughs> Probably went back and finished off old girl, too, right, while right, I was right. at it. <laughs> so then, of course, smooth fucking, you know, Tom Hardy has to slide in there. Get that ass. Um. Anyways, uh, he thinks he's, like, wooing her and shit, and she, like, sees right through his fuck shit. She's like, I know who you are. I know what you want. She's like, if you give me these two terms, like, I'll go yeah, with you. Right. And uh meets the West. He's like, you got to tell me like, or I can't do shit for you. Right. He's like, they're not going to do anything if I don't give them the whole story. So she tells him. And uh, of course, she, prom- she makes him promise like, you know, keep to look out for her or whatever. And uh, Tom Hardy calls him and he like sends the fucking 911. Like, what the fuck? Like, I got- we got to get out of here. I got the I got the mole. I got to know who it is, all that shit. And uh, come to find out, the head of the circus sends back, we'll read into it. <laughs> and he's like, the fuck? Why are they stalling? Like, bro, I just gave you fucking gold. He's like, this would have made my career. And y'all didn't even care. Mm-hmm. So he goes back to her. And of course, he hits it and falls in love and shit. And, uh, the the next day he's like we're gonna leave like we're just we're just gonna go we're gonna move or whatever and uh he goes to pack up all this shit from the from the office that was another thing that was cool man like everybody just had a secret room in the back you know what i'm saying you got to when you're a spy you got to have that secret room that's badass man yeah. i got a secret room we you don't need, even I know say, about it. we need a secret room i got room, a secret bro. room you don't Damn. even know about it probably behind the guitars bro <laughs> fucking your own bat cave yeah right i need a secret room <laughs> anyways yeah, he goes, and uh, the old man, it's like him and an old dude that worked together. It was like it. And like they had slipped. He's like, what? So, because uh, he breaks into Gary Oldman's house because Gary Oldman's the only person he trusts other than Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. But he can't get to him because he's still going to work every day. So he breaks into Gary Oldman's house, and he's like, you forgot about the wood chip. He's like, how'd you know I was here type shit? And he's like, you can't stay here, Ricky. And he's like, I got to tell you what. So he breaks down all what I just told you right now. And he's like, he's like, you know what the fucked up thing is? He's like, she wasn't even my type. <laughs> and I was like, damn, Tom's selling that shit, bro. Right. Uh, another people. And that's what I love about Tom Hardy is like, even in small roles, he fucking brings his a game. So good. So he tries to call her at her husband's house and he's already told the Russians everything. What's up? So they fucking beat her ass and then put her on a ship to Odessa. And um, about the same time, we come back to the other story of Mark Strong. And he's been taken by the Russians. The Istanbul, uh, the Hungarians sold him to Russia like that, you know? Right, because they think he's he knows some shit. Right. Well, I mean, he's a spy. He definitely knew shit. He knew shit, but they didn't know that. 
They're trying to pull that shit out of him. He's like, I held out as long as I could. Or that's what that's uh, what what Smiley asked him. It's like his first question. He's like, How much did you tell him? Because he's supposed to be a fucking dead man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tracks him down. And I love that shit. Like uh, Gary Oldman doesn't say a word, bro. He just looks at him and starts walking to the trailer. He just knows, like, hey, I'm in trouble. I gotta go in there and talk right. to this dude. I always think about that, too. Like, you were a high-profile, like, spy, and um, you die, like Gary Oldman does in the fucking police in uh, The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. and you gotta hide, and now you have to live this, like, simple life. Because he lives in a, what, a little RV. A little pull behind you. Yeah, a little pull behind in front of a school, and he's, like, a quote-unquote teacher. Mm-hmm. Thank God, it's gotta be so rough. Um... Well, I mean, sure. I'm sure after the life he lived, he probably enjoyed. You think so? Pit, I would think. I, mean, I, I see. I couldn't do that. Like if I'm like riding high and then I have to like. He wasn't riding high. He got the shit tortured out of him. Yeah. For weeks. Like the highlight of his life. Maybe before. <laughs> like. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I'm sure he was excited to get back to be alive. And to my, not be tortured. My my fucking not panic, but you know what I'm saying? Like my stress level went up and down in this fucking movie. And mm. I wasn't even the one doing any of the fucking <laughs> espionage. Can you imagine that being your life? Like mm. living behind enemy lines and your only objective is to fucking try to find dirt on people that don't want dirt found on them. Yeah. And constantly looking over your fucking shoulder. Changing fucking houses every other day. like I, I just feel like you get addicted to that fucking like adrenaline rush all the time. I think he might have been until yeah. the, the, the shit he saw and had happened to him. That's true. Because that's, the, you know, that's what I was saying. I, uh, what I was getting at, Smiley goes, what did you tell him? He goes, everything. He's like, they broke me the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Like, he tortured me for weeks in that fucking place. Yeah. He goes, but the one thing I knew they wanted, I was prepared to die. Like, I was prepared to bury that shit. And then they walk... Tom Hardy's old lady in. Yeah, that was the hardest part. Oh, they shot three, three, three guns. And he said. One in his back, one in the girl. And then he said, did they mention anything about, uh, about the mole? And he said, they knew everything. Oh, he's like, did they mention me? Anything about me? Yeah. He said, they knew about you too. He goes, he kept showing me a lighter and it's like a whole thing. This fucking lighter. This lighter, man. (laughs) getting brought up yeah uh it's a lighter that gary oldman's wife Anne gave him mm-hmm. and it says um the one frustrating thing about this movie is how it kind of jumps all over the place time wise and you're mm-hmm. not sure what time it is yeah that's the one problem i had with it because i'm like is this before this is after and it took me a second to like figure out where it lied i got it it was before because it was it was while control still in up top yeah and Gary Oldman's still with his wife. Yeah. And uh, it's like at a Christmas party. Yeah. You know? Well, I had trouble with it. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> uh, I liked how they did it with certain things. The, But uh, when they tried to, like, because they had to kind of sh- rush in, I felt like they kind of had to rush in the affair. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Very good scene, though. Very crucial to it because it shows you where the motivation comes from. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, this lighter was given from his wife. They're no longer together. And it says, you know, to uh, Smiley or I think it says his first name, John or. I don't remember. George says to George from Anne with all my love. Right. And then you get the backstory on it. And he's telling Benedict Cumberbatch that 
you know, I met this fucking, uh, not the mole, but I met the the head of the Russian, the one mm-hmm. that's, you know, bare me. Yeah. He goes, I met him after the war. He goes, I was trying to get him to convert. He goes, I thought he was sending, sending him home to be executed. He goes, because Russia was murdering everybody that left Russia. And the dude knew, he said, I may get killed, I may not, but like, he didn't give a fuck. He didn't say a fucking word to him. And uh, he gives him this whole spiel. He goes, after about 10 minutes of talking, I knew that he wasn't going to come. Even though he was going to get killed, he wasn't going to come. He goes, the smart thing would have been to stand up and walk out. Mm-hmm. Like I knew I should have. Right. <laughs> but instead, I gave him a pack of smokes. I gave him my lighter. And I said, hey, think about it. I'll come back. And then, you know, you can tell me what you want. He goes, so I came back 12 hours later. Or eight hours later, whatever it was. And he's like, he didn't smoke a single cigarette. He goes, and that's a pack a day smoker I was talking to. It's like these two fucking knew each other. Like, that's what they would do. That's their jobs, you know? And he goes, he didn't smoke a single cigarette, but he kept my lighter. And it's kind of like, that's the chess game he's playing with Carla. Carla is the head of the Russian intelligence. Right. So... That's when I was like, man, this movie's getting fucking good. Because, like, once you knew who the two fucking sides were, and that's why I like the chess reference. Yeah. Because, you know, they everybody was a chess piece. Mm-hmm. The four guys that are running the circus at the time is Colin Firth, um, uh, Toby Jones, uh, Syrian Hines, and uh, this that that Hungarian dude. I forgot who it, what what who he you know what his name was in the movie, but. Yeah. He's kind of like the lackey, like he does like all the bitch shit that they don't want. Colin Firth, obviously, we find out later, he's the one really running shit, but they make it seem like Toby Jones's character is the one that's in charge. Right. But he's really just the one in charge of covering shit up. <laughs> like, So that happens, and then uh, he goes back, and Mark Strong is telling him that they fucking murked Tom Hardy's old lady in front of him. And now Smiley knows this, but he still needs Tom Hardy to play ball. To that's get this done. so fucked up. It's like, that's probably he, the shittiest thing he had to do. Yeah, because Tom Hardy's like, get get her back. I don't give a fuck who you got to trade. That's the only thing I want. He's I want like, her back. He's like, that's the only thing that needs to happen. Knowing she's dead. And but say, at least like, he didn't say it's done. He was like, yeah. I'll do everything in my power. Right. Like, you know, and I mean, fuck, he would have, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> didn't have to do much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did that for me. I didn't take any thought. Um, so Benedict Cumberbatch has to steal all the information to find out. Like they needed to find out because Mark Strong got money after he was shot. Mm-hmm. He got a car. They got him out. So he had to go in and steal shit like that. Well, that's when they interrogated him about Tom Hardy. And then he finds out that Tom Hardy is living with uh, Smiley. So then he beats the shit out of him, you know, and uh, they end up pulling him off and he finally calms him down and shit. And he's like, are you with me or not? And he's like, I'm with you. He's like, all right, well, then you might need to tidy up. Or I love how he said it. He's like, you you might want to tidy up anything that you need to mm-hmm. before this shit gets, because, you know, we can get killed doing this. Right. And uh, he breaks up with his man. And it's a really, like... Heartfelt scene because Benedict Cumberbatch is like fucking destroyed. Can you imagine that? Like having to do that? You uh you're like a low level 
I mean, I guess you could say you're a spy. He wasn't really a spy up until that point. You know yeah, you're I mean? a spy's sidekick. Right. <laughs> he was a handler, spy handler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An intelligence handler. Right. And, uh, you know, to have to tell the person you love that, you, you know, fucking, you know, he lied to him. You know, he wasn't going to tell him the truth. Mm-hmm. But you could tell that it, like, fucking tore his soul apart having to do it. But that's how much, like, this fucking job and loyalty to Smiley it meant, you know? So I said it's a good scene because it lets you know that it's not Benedict Cumberbatch. Like he's he's in this shit. Um, so Smiley's figuring it out. Like he's he knows that they're all in on it, but he has to figure out how far it is and how bad it is. Is he still trying to pinpoint who it is? <laughs> Sorry, I just this podcast is really just you running down the movie and then me being like, yeah, yeah. I just uh, I don't have anything to add because like. I don't know. I mean, my bad if I'm fucking. No, 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 doing no, 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 no. You're mean, doing, you're doing great. I just like, I wish I had more to add, but you're just doing such a great job that I'm just like letting him go. I'm just like, God, look at Nick go. That's why I said I really enjoyed this one, man. Yeah, like, I, this is like probably one of the most pleasant surprises movie wise I've seen in a while. Uh, yeah, because I liked it, but I didn't like. I just like I said, I need a couple more watches to really like. I haven't told my wife today. I was like, I'm gonna buy that shit. Like, <laughs> Got that shit on DVD. I'm about to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're you're very passionate about the movie, and I was like, I'm glad he liked it so much. What? Because yeah, because I mean, I'm just letting you're fucking letting you go talk about the movie. And (laughs) (laughs) so I like the fucking. That's probably another thing I love so much about it because Gary Oldman is the fucking OG, right? Like he knows he's just so fucking smooth operator Mm -hmm. in this movie, man. He's like one move ahead on the chessboard, and it's fucking great to watch him put all this into plan. Um, he sends Tom Hardy to fucking Paris. Mm-hmm. That's right. He sends him to Paris to, uh, break into one of the safe houses, like one of the, you know, code rooms that he had over there. And then he goes, I want you to tell them that you've got the jackpot or whatever. Like, you know who the mole is. You're going to come in or whatever. Yeah. To like fish him out. And, uh, he watches all four of the guys at the head of the table, you know, and the, the Hungarian dude was the weakest one. So he took him first and they knew that whoever the Russian mole was, because that was the whole thing about witchcraft. Um, Toby Jones's character was the head of the table after control dies. Mm -hmm. And he tells the prime minister of Britain that he's got this fucking guy that's giving him gold. He's a Russian defector. But they got a special safe house for him. He's the only one that knows where it is. Um, well, those four, they're the only ones that know where it is. They've given the money, all that shit. But what they don't, you know, what they don't know is the fact that it's the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're selling them out because they're trying to get to Americans. They're trying to get American intelligence because they know they won't share anything with them, but we're friend, we're allies with Britain. Yeah, they're trying to get American intelligence through Britain, so. Smart. And it was helping out, too, because if you got somebody that calls in and says, hey, these Russians are moving here, or they're doing this or that, but one of your allies calls you and tells you that, you're going to believe them. Right. And that's what it was. They were planting seeds and, like, kind of fishing it through the pipe to see what would come out the other side. And he said, you think that you've been getting all this gold? He goes, but really, you've been getting robbed the whole time. Like, the way he says it is fucking cold as shit because 
prime minister calls him in. He's like, I don't know what the fuck the treasury guy told you. He's like, but this shit is sealed in my opinion. And that's when he lays it on him. He's like, you have no fucking idea what this dude's doing pretty much. And, uh, so he gets the Hungarian guy and he's like, he's like, he goes, you followed the wrong master. He goes, he goes, you're a survivor. He's like, I'll give you that. He's like, you always know what side to choose and when to choose it. He goes, I suppose that's how you survived this long. And how he's like, didn't we find you? Didn't you beg to come to this fucking country? Like, you know, shit like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, about the same time, a fucking plane lands. And this dude just starts fucking crying. Like, right. <laughs> Please don't fucking send me back to Hungary. It's like, I didn't know shit. I was loyal. I was loyal. <laughs> and Gary Oldman just kind of gives him the fucking, yeah. get on the fucking plane. Right. And right before he puts him on, he's like, tell me where the house is. You don't want to go. Tell me where the house is. And he fucking gives it up, of course. So then, I love this scene, too. Him, the bodyguard, <coughs> and uh, Smiley roll up to this lady's house because it's just the lady's house in the middle of nowhere. And they just bust in that bitch. And she's like, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> and Smiley just smooth as shit like, uh, ma'am, the jig's up. We need to know where this, this, and this is. Or what's the code? Open fan blade meant room's clean. Fan blade closed means you couldn't come by and talk. Mm-hmm. Because this is where they're trading the information with the Russians, you know? Or with the with the mole. Right, right. The mole they think they have. But, uh... So they set up a recorder. And now they, they got it taped. And now they got uh, the trap set. They just have to spring it. And that's what Tom Hardy's for. So they run down there to tell the Russians, like, Hey, look, you know, fucking Tom Hardy's went AWOL. We don't know what the fuck this guy's gonna do. You need to do something about it. So he does it. He sets the trap to see who it is, who's going to come. And I love the scene because you think Gary Oldman's not going to be in there. And he's just sitting in the chair with his gun out. And then it pans out and you finally see the mastermind, all this shit. And it's Colin Firth. Right. And that's because Mark Strong was his homeboy and he felt bad because he left him over there to fucking die. Like he knew he was looking for him when he went. And I love that too, because Mark Strong knows it's him and still goes because out of loyalty to, to control. And I imagine that's like your best friend in the world fucking tries to inadvertently has you killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? To recover his own ass. And they kind of give each other that look at that Christmas party. And that's also where it leads into Gary Oldman getting cheated on by his wife and Colin Firth. And you think it's just like, damn, that's shitty luck, bro. Not only is this guy the fucking mole. It's also fucking your old lady. It's also lady. fucking your wife, dude. Right. And it's that cold ass scene. Uh, Gary Oldman had just come back from somewhere. And uh, fucking Colin first sitting in his crib. And he's like, fuck are you doing here? Like, you know? And he's like, oh, I just popped in. I was in the neighborhood or whatever. Like, your wife's upstairs. I think she's sick or something. She's taking a while. And it looks under the table and he's like trying to like stuff his fucking <laughs> shoes back on, you know, because right, he's right. fucking just wailing on it. And, uh, but that's what I'm saying. Gary Oldman, man, no emotions, bro. Fucking stone cold killer, bro. Yeah, he's like the 
ace poker player in this whole game. Just fucking gets it done. And you can see it in his eyes like, motherfucker, mm-hmm. you're going to pay for this. Uh, so, yeah, it's Colin Firth. And he puts him in a little uh, CIA, in a little British intelligence, a uh, little mini prison <laughs> while they're sorting it all out. <laughs> the one thing I didn't like is they didn't, they didn't, uh, they didn't really tell what happens to Tom Hardy's character. Yeah, they kind of wrote him off like once because I was curious about that too. Because is he gonna find out that the right? I was, was hoping dead? at least like Gary Oldman, like it would show Gary Oldman like putting an arm on him and like, look, man, yeah, oh, they killed her, you know. But you got her mole. So, like, but I don't know. You saved the fucking day, man. Right, right. Like I know it's bittersweet to mm-hmm. say what you wanted, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's what it is. He says he's like. He's like, when I do this for you in Paris, he's like, I'm fucking out. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he said. He goes, I want my girl, and I'm done. Uh-huh. So he was probably in fucking Paris or somewhere. Like, <laughs> waiting, waiting for her. Waiting yeah. for this chick to be released, knowing that she... We have enough information to know that we uh, know she's she never going to show it up. <laughs> right. But, uh... So, yeah, they bust Colin Firth, and they put him in... Uh, they put him in the little jail or whatever. Well, at the same time, Mark Strong... Is like going through it, like, because he knows it's his friend, and he's like pretty much known all along, like in his gut. So he kind of befriends one of the kids that he's teaching, because he's like an outcast mm-hmm. and he doesn't have any friends, and his name's Bill too, just like his best friend is his mm-hmm. best friend in, in the spy game. So he like kind of takes this kid under his wing, and then like the day this fucking poor kid shows a gift he made him. <laughs> That's when you decide to fuck this kid. Or like, like Thurman, fuck, fuck this kid. Thurman uh, Merman with the bloody pickle. <laughs> like, this is the day you tell him he's a piece of shit and right. get lost. Like, damn, man, really? I don't want you to come here anymore. I don't want you to put, play with the others. Go play. Get damn. out of here, damn it. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I know you're doing it to save him, but like, kid was just trying to be your friend. I know, right? You could have been like, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm probably not going to be around much longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave. You didn't have to be a dick. Right. Could have let that kid. I mean, (laughs) clearly he needed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Self-esteem-wise. You were the only friend. Now he has no friends. You're a fucking old-ass dude. He's just, like, trying to be your friend for any kind of (laughs) companionship. Like, super sad. Anyways, so you see him fucking pack up his shit, uh, like his rifle. And he goes and fucking looks Colin Firth right in his fucking eyes. Like, you know you deserve this shit. And he don't run. He don't do nothing. He takes one right through the fucking face, dude. I do like the cinematography in this. That was good. Like, because when he shoots him, there's like a blood Mm. that runs down his face. And then it goes back to uh, Mark Strong. And he has a tear running down his face. Mm. I love it. So good. It is, man. He it's pretty much like he had to kill Fredo, dude. Like he had to kill his, his brother, his best friend, you know? Yeah. Um and it's it's insane because when he he's like uh interrogating Colin Firth before this happens, uh he's like, Is there anything you want me to get to anybody? You know, because you're never leaving this fucking place. And he's like, uh, what should I tell Ann? And Colin's like, Don't have to tell Ann anything. He's like, it's never personal business. Mm-hmm. And kind of Gary Oldman goes again, not look like, what well, fuck you mean business, bro? And he's like, Carl is the one that told me to do it. He said it was the only thing that would throw you off just enough to think it wasn't me. He goes, almost par- worked. He's like, he was partially right. Yeah. 
He said you were good. He goes, I don't think he knew that you would rise to the occasion as much as you did. Mm -hmm. So it really, the cool part about it was, is like, just like Carla's like a fucking, he's the, the Moriarty to fucking homes in this. Right. And, uh, that was probably the one thing if I had to say anything about this movie that I wished I wished we could have got that final clash to see who would win. I mean, mm -hmm. obviously, uh, Smiley won the chess game, but like he didn't get the king. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. He got the checkmate or whatever, but you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's like, and it's just crazy that like he did it. And he's uh, it cuts back to the scene with Mark Strong, and it shows him sitting in that coffee shop where the waiter comes out to shoot him and he's got the fucking lighter sitting on the table. So it's like a great little way of bringing all of it full mm -hmm. service, you know, right there at the end. So Colin Firth gets capped and then we see the quick progression to the end. It kind of sets up where everybody's at afterwards. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch gets a promotion. Now he's in the padded room. Yep. Uh, Smiley's back top of the table. And this is why I said at the beginning of the episode that it kind of, the last thing you see, it kind of threw me for a loop for a minute. Because the smile that he puts on his face, it's like, it to me, it kind of almost sent like, I got away with something. You think so? Like, I don't know, man. Like, because it just... never showed Carl's face. Yeah. So maybe he could have been both. Maybe. And if he got Colin Firth, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. But the look he gave, it was either that or it was just like, now it's my show. Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Now I'm the ringmaster. That's that what I was it. thinking is like, <clears throat> now I'm the boss. Because at the beginning, he was just a henchman. Like, He's the right hand. I mean. Well, you know what I mean. Right. Like, he wasn't the... Wasn't the man. Right, right. But now at the end, he is the man, so... And uh, it was weird, too, because you don't see... Because Toby Jones' character doesn't go to prison because when he is going to interrogate Colin Firth, Toby Jones' character is like defeated as fuck, walks by him, puts his fucking head down and just looks at the ground and walks to his car. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I do love that shot as Gary Oldman's like walking into work. He has an umbrella, but he's walking out. He doesn't have an umbrella. He's just getting rained on. Mm -hmm. I like that shot a lot. Uh, Symbolism. Right? <laughs> but Yeah. I just remember when it when he did the smile and it went off, I was just like, fuck, that was good. I'm glad you liked it. Yes. Like, you liked it a lot more than I think I liked it. Really? But like I said, I need to watch it a couple more times to really, like, get a hold of the movie. And I think I'll like it after a couple more. But because I didn't know what to expect kind yeah. of thing. I didn't either. Like I said, I, I knew that it was, like, about spies or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, with movies like that, you don't really know. Right. Um. You like it a lot more than I thought you were going to like it. I like when I watched, I'm like, man, I think Nick's going to hate this movie because it's just all exposition. It's a nine, three. Damn. It's a nine, three, all day. nine, three, all day, all day, dude. Damn. I, I can't give my rating yet. Really? Yeah. Like I recommend Stumped it. Like, you on your own pick. Man. I know. Right. Fuck. Cause I never watched it before. This is the first time I watched it. Oh, really? I yeah, thought yeah. you had seen it before. No, this oh, was wow. the first cause I bought it. Because obviously the cast and people have been praising it for 11 years. It deserves it. Dude. And um, it they finally came out with a special 4K edition. I'm like, I'm going to get that. So I bought it. And since you gave me The Departed, I was like, oh, this would be a good time to do Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Because it's kind of the same 
Yeah, same thing. It was but, awesome, dude. I loved it. Yeah. So I can't give a rating. Like I recommend it on like a, a, a superficial level. Like it's a fucking amazing looking movie. It's an amazing acted movie. Yeah, I didn't know who the director was. I didn't recognize his name. But yeah, he killed it. Uh, like you said, the cinematography's good. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're in the late '60s, early '70s. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it looks accurate. Mm-hmm. Like you said, fucking hellacious good acting in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, that's a nine three all day. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. I mean, I really liked it too, but I just need to give it a couple more watches and really let it wash over me. I definitely want to watch it one more time just to see if I still feel the same way. But like, I was running through it today when mm-hmm. I was doing my job. You know, I just kept thinking, like, <laughs> man, that was so good. That was this. That that. And that's like, what happened to me whenever we were doing the the gambler. Oh, uh, the gambler was good. The next day, I went to work and I couldn't think about anything else except that movie. <laughs> it was it was very I was so like I said I was super surprised I almost called you like that's what I was like but I was like fuck it's late he ain't gonna want to be called right now I was always like bro this movie fucking great dude. you know I was actually probably up because I had a friend to come over and she came over late like 10 o'clock right. so I was up but <laughs> I'm glad yeah. you liked it though like that makes me happy yeah man I I was really surprised, dude. I think it's one of your highest ratings. It's other than a 10 out of 10, obviously, yeah. but... I gave a 10 to something recently. Yeah. I think it was uh, Fifth Element. Probably. <laughs> I think I gave it an 11, actually. <laughs> 10 out of 10 all day. Oh, yeah. Gary Oldman. Fucking love that movie, dude. Yeah, that's in my top five Gary Oldman picks, man. Mm-hmm. Fuck, True Romance is, and he's only in it for two minutes. Right, right. Like, that's how great of a... Na- that's how much of a fucking national treasure... Gary Oldman is. I'm surprised we haven't done Leon yet. That's what it was, bro. That's the movie we're doing next week, bro. Is it really? It is. Oh we're doing God. the professional, bro. That's what it is. I was Did literally you forget. No, because I no, I thought of it last night. Right oh, okay. as I was watching, I was like, you know what, man? I need some more Oldman in my life. <laughs> right, dude. right. And I was like, he ain't gonna want to do Dark Knight. Like, <laughs> well, we did it with well, Mick. We did it you with Mick, yeah. Well, kind of, kind of. We did it with Mick. <laughs> we talked about Gary Oldman for 20 minutes. And then the rest was like Christian Bale, American yeah, yeah, Psycho. Yeah. We didn't talk about Batman a whole lot. Not but. a whole lot at all, dude. <laughs> oh that was my one God. thing I was proud of the next time we did it with Steve-O. Like, at least we talked about Star Wars. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, at least we did that. We stayed on topic for that one. Uh, <laughs> We're getting slowly getting better with Mick. Like, oh, yeah, Each yeah. time we do it, we yeah. stay on topic a little bit more. Oh, shit, our last one with Mick was a good episode, Yeah, good it was. Episode, man. Yeah, the... Uh, American gangster, but fuck, I fucking love Leon the Professional. Like I watched it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I grew up on that movie. Like it's definitely like nostalgia movies. Well, that's what I sure. said. That's what I said when I was like, you know what? Yeah, fuck yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, I'm gonna do the Professional. Right. There you go. You get a week off. <laughs> I enjoyed this movie so much. I was like, I want to do one that he enjoys, and I know you like this movie, so I was like, Yeah, I fucking love Leon. The we're about to circle jerk next week on some Professional. Bro. Yeah, because I bought the Steel Book because I saw that bitch. I was like, I gotta get that. I got it on Blu-ray, I think. Hell yeah. So I'll have to let me borrow it this week. Right. Um so you sent me that podcast with Kevin Smith and the very underrated Pete Holmes. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Gary Oldman's like the underappreciated goat of dramatic actors, and Pete Holmes is like the underrated comedian. I think opinion. so too, yeah. Like I I know his podcast is really really big, but as a comedian, like other than his Batman, I don't think people talk about Pete Holmes enough, and I think they should. That is great too, by the way. His fucking 
You know, it's 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 so funny that it sucks, dude, because it's almost ruined Christian Bale's Batman yeah, yeah, yeah. for me. Because like now when he talks, that's all I can hear is Pete Holmes making fun of it, dude. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but yeah, so Kevin I'm Smith. Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> Kevin Smith was on uh On his podcast. On his podcast, uh, you made it weird. And dude, it's so fucking hilarious. Like I was dying laughing because they talk about Ben Affleck having baby teeth and it's just an ongoing joke and it's nice. just fucking hilarious. And, uh, but yeah, Kevin Smith was talking about how he's doing his tour for, you know, yeah, I'm going to go, three. I'm going to go see clerks three on Monday. I think. Is it Monday? No, it's not Monday, but I'm going to go see it Monday. Oh, I see. It's been out since Friday, I think. Oh, okay. Um, is it in theaters? It is, but you never know in our bum fuck town. Like if it will be, I'm hoping you know, fingers crossed it will be. Yeah. I actually kind of want to see Clerks 3. Like, Clerks has hold a special. Like, a lot of people hate on Clerks 2, but I've always I love kinda, Clerks 2, bro. I kind of like it a lot. I'm not going to lie, bro. I love Reboot sentimentally. You know what I'm saying? So, it was still good to me. But, like, mm-hmm. I feel like Clerks 2 is the last, like, a real banger he had, man, in that universe. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, whatchamacallit, Reboot, like I said, was all right. And... When he did, uh, what was the other one he just did? Oh, he's done Clerks 3. So like I said, I'm hoping it's, I'm hoping it wraps up that trilogy very well. Oh, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Yeah. We was, all deserve that as Kevin Smith fans. Yeah. He was talking like, about that. I was like, I finally made a trilogy. Like, this yeah. is like a pinnacle in your career, making three of something. <laughs> it's funny. Cause I remember watching the behind the scenes on Clerks 2 and he was talking about like, uh, he's like, I don't know how I'm going to get it done. He's like, fucking the guy that plays Randall. He's like, Jeff Anderson's like fucking hates me. He's like, he didn't even want to do this. Like, so, but you know, maybe one day I can talk him into it or throw enough money at him that he'll do it. And it's even funny because even Jeff Anderson says like, I'd say I'm done. He's like, but I, I said I was done after the last one. He goes, who knows? Maybe when I'm like 60 and like full on gay, he's like, maybe me and Brian will just get married in the movie or something. <laughs> And, like, it's kind of cool because, like, these guys have been, like, co-workers and I'm sure they've become good friends over the years doing these movies together. Mm. And it's just, like, I really want it to be the sentimental, awesome story that I I think it will be, but I still want it to be hilarious and I want it to fit, you know, that kind of ending. Yeah. There's got to be a lot of shenanigans and hijinks in in play. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I I watched Mallrats first. But then I went back and watched Clerks, and I fucking love Clerks. I think Clerks was like the third one I saw. Oh, yeah? yeah I watched my shit way out of order, bro. <laughs> I started with Mall Rats like you. Yeah. And then I did Chasing Amy. Oh, okay. And then I think I saw Strikes Back. and No, I saw Clerks and then Strikes Back. I see. And then Dogma. No. <laughs> yeah, Dogma, I think, was the last one out of all of them I watched. I see. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I saw Clerks and I loved it. And then when Clerks 2 came out, I uh, watched it. Yeah, I it. saw Clerks 2 the day that bitch came out, dude. <laughs> and I really liked it. And then people hate on it for some reason. I don't know why, but, you know. it's purist, bro. It's not the fucking original. It's in color, bro. Yeah, I don't know. But I found it funny and I enjoyed it. So I'm kind of. There's like, so I didn't many really... fucking quotes in that movie, dude. Right. Uh, we'll I do did... Clerks 2 one of these days. Lister Fiend. Um <laughs> So I didn't really care about reboot because I heard it was uh it was her fanfare kind of thing. So I'm hoping Clerks Three is more of like an actual story instead of 
pandering to the fans. So, well, I, was, I think that's what Reboot for was for. I think he blew that load as far as like, all right, y'all know I love y'all, y'all love me. Like that was y'all's movie. Mm-hmm. Clerks Three is like I'm getting back in the bag, right? You know, so because like the first half of his career. Like his Jersey Chronicles. I love those movies. Like Dude, I grew up with them. They're such good movies, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and people people hate on uh, Jersey Girl, but I think it's a cute fucking It's grown movie. on me. Over, actually, it's a sweet movie, man. Right. Like, I think Ben Affleck has talent. Like he can act, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I know he doesn't keep it on all the time. <laughs> He's very choosy <laughs> about which movies he chooses to use it in. Right. But I do like it. You know I'm an Affleck fan, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I own it. Like, I'm not ashamed of it, man. Right. So I'm looking forward to it. And then he talked about how he's doing Tusks. I like Red State, too. People shit on Red State, but I like Red State. And that's where it just fell off for me, where I'm just like, you're not doing what I liked you to do. So I just didn't care for Red State. Maybe we can revisit it on the podcast and I'll think differently. But, and you know, I love Cop Out. Uh, oh, fuck Cop Out. I will never like that movie. I love Zach and Mary make a porno. Oh, well, yeah, a I one. love that one. I do. I do adore that movie. I watch it every once in a while. I've realized that I don't love the movies that he didn't, uh, he didn't like, I know he wrote them or did he not? I don't know if he wrote Zack and Beery. I don't know. Honestly, if I'm not, I'm not, I know he directed it, but I'm not entirely sure if he, I think he writes all of his shit. If I'm, if I remember correctly, though, it feels like definitely wrote yoga hosers. Well, that's what I was saying. I even kind of like Tusk because I think Justin... Uh, I was going to say... So, he's a good actor, dude. Uh, I know it's two years away because he said 2024 is when Tusks should come out. So I've never seen Tusk and I would love to actually watch it one day because I've never sat down and watched it. So I would like to do it on the podcast just to kind of... Because he's obviously... Your, you can use your pick for it. Use my pick? Yeah. That's not fair. He's your fan. I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> so I'm doing you a fucking favor. <laughs> I saw it once. It was enough for me. You didn't like, like it? I mean, like I said, the first half is like a good, plaudible movie, dude. Mm-hmm. And then, it, like you said, it just takes a fucking left at, at, uh, at Insane and just keeps going on the throttle, dude. Like, yeah, because if he wants to make a sequel, he obviously really likes this franchise. My poor thing. My whole thing is, bro, like, what is it going to be about, dog? This guy <laughs> got another person and he's doing it to him. He's getting him a friend. <laughs> Uh, he didn't go into detail, so I'm not I sure. can't tell you the ending because if I tell you the ending, it'll just piss you off. Right, right. But just I mean, imagine I, what you think it is, and it's that. Well, that's what I've heard. Like and it's then been it spoiled goes even further, dude. Does it the fucked upness of? Because he joke. made the joke. He's like, "What are you gonna do in the second one? Just make a bigger walrus?" <laughs> Good. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'll do tusk one day just so i can actually finally watch it i will say this out of the out of the three movies that of his that you could call horror it's it's the best of those three well like i said i personally like red state more but i think people probably like tusk more than they like because red state to me is not a full-on horror movie Mm -hmm. it's more like a like thriller yeah i was gonna say thriller you know type of deal yeah um but uh Tusk is like more like a fucking fantasy horror movie, you know, mm-hmm. it's like on some human centipede shit. Well, we should f- sit down and finish Yoga Hosers. Did you watch it all the way through? No, I I didn't make it past 20 minutes. I, I didn't either. I turned it off halfway. Yeah, when I saw the first sausage Nazi, I was like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. I tried. I was, I was trying to like get through it. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to I'm not going to quit. No, I'm going to keep pushing through. I got halfway and I'm like, I can't do it, Kevin. You know, my love for Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, man, like I have been a VSC Universe fan 
my whole life. But I would tell Kevin, and even though he may it may hurt his feelings and he may not want to talk to me anymore, I would have to tell him, like, yo, I'm going to be honest with you. You are one of the only people in this world that I could say has made one of my favorite movies of all time and one of the worst fucking movies of all time, bro. <laughs> like, how is that even possible? <laughs> my childhood love comes from Mallrat. I named my fucking son after your character. Right. And then you dropped this bullshit on me, dude. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? And then the worst part is you used one of Johnny Depp's last fucking public appearances and ruined that shit, too. Like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> But Tess, like I said, I'd be willing to watch it again. I might pick it one day. I was thinking about doing that, like picking it one day just so I can fucking sit down and watch it. I mean, I can just watch it on my own affair. I don't have to do it on the podcast, but. No, yeah, either way. Um, um, but Yeah, those are the only two of his I don't own. I've got all the Clerks uh, reboot. I'll buy Clerks 3 when it comes out, but I don't have Tusk or Yoga Hosers. Maybe whenever we watch Clerks 3. We can talk about it like on an ass end episode, not make a whole episode of it, but yeah, that's straight. The little, yeah. little mini review at the end. little mini review because uh, I'm I'm curious. I'm actually curious because I do love Clerks one and two. Um, I, I hope it's good. The previews look great, yeah. but it kind of got that vibe that I got from reboot that it was going to be one big fucking hug and that's what I'm let's worried talk about. About the good times, guys. Like, I, I understand why he's doing that but i don't want that to be all his movies i want him to get back to telling stories that he wants to tell well like i said reboot it made sense i mean he almost fucking died yeah you yeah, know yeah. What i mean so like i get that right same uh, but you can't let it just take over the plot of everything you do right. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like, like i said this is the first one he's done since then so yeah so it could either be uh, everybody that i've seen because i won't watch too long but the end of the, the spoiler free everybody that's seen it has loved it but they're right. also kevin smith fans so yeah i'm actually because you're more of a casual one i feel like oh yeah i like a first half of his career right up to red state is kind of like a hard line mm. red state on i don't I like you love cop out shut up well cop out was before red state oh well you know what i'm talking about <laughs> i know what you mean you i thought love it. cop out was after red state cop out came out in 07 mm-hmm. and i think red state came out in like 09 oh okay so I guess it was cop out when I was like, okay, I'm done with Kevin and then Smith. I think he did Zach and Mary in between them. Okay. Clerks, small rats, clerks too. Mm. Bob, Jay and Bob strike back. You're way out of order. I know, but I'm just listing oh, the yeah, ones yeah, yeah. that like dogma. Uh, Jersey girl, dogma and uh, chasing Amy. Those movies I adore. Mm. I will always adore those movies because I grew up with them, but anything outside of that, I'm just not the biggest fan of when it comes to Kevin Smith. So, did you not like Zach and Mary? I don't count that in his dis- his filmography for some reason. I do. It's like all of his like homeboys are in it. Yeah. Like, he didn't want to throw himself in there, which I think is great. Like, <laughs> you know, that's another thing that's always crazy. Like, bro, he like the Jay and Bob cameos, like those have always been in this universe. Mm-hmm. But like, why would not throw him in Tusk for five seconds? Like, right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like. If you put the scene where Jay comes in to buy papers in that shitty gas station, like that would have made that movie a little better. I was gonna say it should be like his like uh, watermark right. is having Jay and Bob pop up just for like two minutes. They were in fucking Scream Three, yeah, for like a half a second. And that was a cool cameo. Yeah. Had nothing to fucking do. Shut. They even did fucking fanboys. They even popped up. They weren't. <laughs> they did. Them. Didn't they? <laughs> they weren't them. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, I think they should do more cameos, man. I think so. In his own movies, at As least. As Jay and Bob, yeah. But Zack and Mary is kind of like an outlier. I do adore that movie. I've seen it way more times than I would like to admit, but it's kind of the outlier. That chick that plays Mary, man, something about her. Ever since I saw 40-Year-Old Virgin, loved her, man. Elizabeth she's, Banks. Yeah. God, she is awesome. She is gorgeous. Great actress, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a lot of problems with that movie, though. There's a lot, like, Zach and Mary, like, I understand why people don't like it. If someone's like, man, that movie sucks, I'm like, I get it. I 100% get it. But there's just something about it that, like. Bro, when they, when he pulls it out, when he pulls it out of Katie Morgan's ass, dude. (laughs) Did you see that? She just fucking frosted me. (laughs) Fucking cake. (laughs) It's more of a Seth Rogen film than a Kevin Smith movie. I think that's where it throws everybody off is the fact that, like. Seth Rogen was at the height of his shit mm-hmm. and Kevin was kind of like not floundering, but like, yeah, he was on the decline. It's yeah. kind of like where those two worlds met. Mm-hmm. It was, only could happen at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. You know, mine is the, uh, <laughs> can I have a coffee black? <laughs> can you see we're talking white? white? <laughs> <laughs> Craig Robinson's a fucking treasure, bro. He is. 100%. <laughs> Hey man, I need you to work on Black Thursday. What kind of racist ass shit is that, man? I'll hear you asking him to work on Jewish Friday. <laughs> Fucking Muslim <laughs> Tuesday for your ass. It's just a little shit like that. I love that movie. Um, but anyway, whenever we see Clerks Three, we'll, we'll talk about it on the podcast. Right. Is there anything else that you had um, that you wanted to talk about? Any more She Hulk updates? Because. People oh, won't stop talking about We're about to finally get our fucking Daredevil cameo, man. Is it coming up? I hope to God it is, dude. Yeah, somebody made a good point that they're trying to make She-Hulk into a sitcom. Like, that's all. Oh, point. it is, for yeah, sure. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Is that's what they're I just doing. have fun with it, bro. Like, there is some, like, genuinely funny shit in the show. Like, and even the chick that plays She-Hulk, like, she's in on, like, it's almost like she's just having a good time, too. And yeah. I don't know, man. I think people are way too fucking serious. Like, you think so? It's gotten to the point now where, like, they're not doing superhero movies the way they should. Like, what the fuck does that even mean, bro? Mm-hmm. We came from the slapsticky Batman and Robin, you know, old-ass, like, X-Men. Like, the cheese is what makes it good, dude. Like, you can't over-cheese, but... I mean, to have some fun own. with it, dude. This is from fucking children's literature. People realize <laughs> that. Like, comic books were meant for kids first. Uh, right. And now, you know, obviously the writing's gotten more mature over the years, but like, you know, these are for fucking They're still for kids. These are made up characters from imaginations. You know what I'm saying? Like have some fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, this would never happen. Her power level would be nowhere near the other. He's the original Hulk that we fucking know that, bro. You think if they locked up they'd really have him take that L? <laughs> Come on, man. Like, I mean, Mark Ruffalo is not the Hulk. You know why that we're getting a She-Hulk fucking show instead of a Hulk show? Because Universal said, nah, bitch, you can't have the rights back. Yeah. We're using your roller coaster until they open Mario World over here. <laughs> and we'll keep writing the check to you. Right. You can put him in all the little spinoffs and team-ups you want, but guess what? You ain't getting a solo movie. <laughs> not today. And, I mean, they did the best with they could. You know what I mean? Like. Mm. And like I said, it's better as a show because if it was a movie, nobody would have gave a fuck. Right. Like I said, I think people are getting to the point now where they're just like being too petty. It's yeah. like Star Wars fans. Like, how do you go from something that people like, I've loved it since I was a kid. And now you're giving death threats to actors just trying to be in a fucking show, dude. Like, 
they sent that poor girl that did Kenobi. They they were talking about the the young one and and the other girl, the one that played the Sith yeah. apprentice. They fucking ragged them so bad, dude. Like, goddamn, man. Like, it's not that serious for real. Like, is this affecting your life that bad, dude? I just feel like fandoms are getting more toxic by the day, dude. Hundred percent. It takes yeah. the fun out of it, bro. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, you guys need to calm down. Go touch some grass. I'm one of them few that I like DC. I like Marvel. I like Image. I like Dark Horse. I like good fucking stories. Right. Um, I love comics. I always have. I always will. So, you know me. Take all my money. Mm-hmm. I'll watch any fucking superhero movie at least once. <laughs> like, I even went and saw Morbius. Paid my good hard-earned money to go see Morbius in theaters. Yeah. Just to support the cause. Right. You know what I mean? So like I said, and uh, I'm the opposite. I stay away from it because I just don't. That's care. Like, it's, it's not for me. It is fatigue, bro. Like yeah. I get it. Like if it's not up your, if that's not your alley, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. If that's not your arena, you're you're gonna get tired of hearing about yeah. it. It's like people that hate sports, but like you go to somebody's house and all they watch is sports center. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying. Like, hey, bro, do you think we could like maybe change but, it on something? Nah, man, I'm. I gotta know. Yeah, but it's kind of like you could turn it on its head. Like, uh, I listen to metal. It's like, don't you get sick of listening to metal? Not really. That's kind of my thing. I just, I I, I love rock, you know, and that's why, I mean, my music vibe is what kind of mood I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Like, in the morning times, I like to listen to, like, R&B, you know, things that kind of soothe me into my day, bro. Mm -hmm. Something about fucking Cradle of Filth at 3 a.m. does not sound like <laughs> where I want to be mentally. I've not been up that long. I don't want to think about terrible shit like that that early in the morning. That's a little too much noise to my day. Not me. It wakes me up. Give me a but, cup of black coffee and some Cradle of Filth. I mean, not Cradle of Maybe their first album. Yeah, I can go with that. But, man, if I was, like, you know, going to the gym or if I was going to play a sport or, you know, just trying to get hyped up, bro, then, yeah, <laughs> metal, rap, you know, whatever. But like, that's what I'm saying is, like, any time of the day, I can put on one of those metal albums yeah, and I'll be happy. Yeah, like a lullaby to you. Right. But so, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, people like you would get sick of it and be like, I can't listen to that anymore. It's kind of the... You know, so I, I understand where you're coming from. I had a buddy named Brian, that motherfucker, dude. All he listened to was that shit you like, that death fucking shit. And <laughs> it gave me a literal fucking headache, bro, because he would leave the windows up and I'd be like, bro, you've got to turn that shit down. <laughs> I can hear my fucking brain screaming at me. And i am be like, bro, don't you listen to anything else, bro? Can we just listen to the fucking... You know what? I would rather listen to silence right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't than... listen to anything than this fucking screaming. Like, tear it off this cannibal corpse. I said, bro, you don't even know what the fuck they're saying. He's like, yeah, I do. I said, yeah, I can do it too. I've not met this guy. He sounds awesome. Oh, shit. Who knows where that guy is? He's probably on heroin by now. Probably, yeah. I don't even fuck with the dude that introduced me to him anymore. So, like... I don't even associate with that crew anymore. Oh, but, uh, but so, yeah, man. so on Instagram, I put up a ask us anything and nobody gave us any questions. So we didn't, sucks, bro. we didn't have anything to answer. So since I'll people, get some fucking questions, dude. so people, if you listen to the podcast, you've gotten this far. If you want to ask us anything, literally anything under the blue sky, mm-hmm. you can email us at Warba Cinema. At gmail.com, or you can go on our Instagram, Warpus Cinema, or you can go on TikTok. I have, I have my own question that I'm going to put in the comments of this video when it comes out, and it's going to be, what is Greg's favorite Nickelback song? Don't answer right now. Save it for the people. <laughs> but yeah, anything, anything and everything, man, we'd love to, we'd love to start it. 
yeah. cool conversation. Yeah. If y'all have any questions, let us know. Send it to any of those platforms, and on our next episode, we'll answer. Yeah, we're we're we are we're not that big time. We will take the time out to answer. Yeah, we'll probably answer most of them. All of yeah. them, unless it's like unless some, it's some weird crazy off the wall shit. shit. Yeah. What's your social security number? <laughs> Can you read your credit card number on air? Because we need to know. Because I need this big screen. What's your address? I'm not going to give that out. What's your mother's maiden name? <laughs> Did you pick a winner for the uh, DVD? No, I still got to do it. I still got to do it. But I, what I was going to do, I was going to wait until the uh, YouTube. We're two away on YouTube. Now. We are two away. So you're going to send out two separate DVDs? or Yeah. Oh, okay. Why are you waiting? send it out i mean shipping like why not ship from same time i guess but you're not saving any money no i know you're just saving a trip (laughs) you lazy this is what i this is what i work with ladies and gentlemen no it's not even that man for one i need you to sign the dvd too and then i want to i told you i want to send shirts with them so i gotta get the shirts made Mm. so i'm gonna make it worth it y'all you're gonna have to wait a little bit but i'm gonna make it worth it okay so he's on top of that i am on scream at him i have not forgotten folks okay and uh but yeah, we're two away on YouTube, so tell a friend, man. Drop a share, show. share our videos, share our podcast, share anything. Let's get these numbers up. But uh, thanks everybody, and uh, we'll yeah, see thank you guys. Week. Yep, Leon the professional next week. Fuck yeah! Until then, later, later.